another episode of Derby Racing Podcast, part of the series, and today's podcast all about the European stayers, the, the rise imports. and rise of the European import, and how, haven't how we had some success with them? How successful are they, and how popular are they? The owners, our owners, love them, and yeah, we've had an incredible ride with Hubie. De, you know, between ourselves and Hubie de Berg, who's one of the best bloodstock agents in the world. Uh, we're blessed to have him on board, but in con- you know, between the between all of us, we managed to source these incredible horses, and the owners are just loving it. So are we. Well, you'd have to give some credit to the uh, probably the early pioneers of people bringing them in, and one would be our opposition, Australian Bloodstock. Yeah, they've done a great job in winning Melbourne Cups. Yeah. And they're one of the first, well, definitely one of the first syndicators to bring them in. Mm. Chris Waller sort of paved the yeah. way early days. Yeah, yeah, I remember early days we were battling Chris in a mm. couple of horses and he obviously outbid us. So we'll go through how we got started in it, some of our success, and really these days go through the form guide. And uh, if you don't have <coughs> an import stayer, you're just you're not, you're not, not in, the game, in the game. No. You're not. Like, seriously. No. You just pick up any form guide, look yeah. at any race 2,000 metres plus. Yeah. And it's just full of European stayers. Yeah. If Nevertheless, going to the big game, the big dance in the Gulf Melbourne Cup, and yep. it's just, you, you've struggled to find Australian horses in there, like as in Australian bred horses. bit like in the day, it used to be all about the New Zealand stayer, which mm. is still prominent. Yeah, absolutely. But... Um, Look, we started out small. We didn't know if we could, we would have a market for no, it. No, yeah, it was uh, harder for us early days. And that's, that's you know, a lot of those earlier horses we struggled because we just didn't know. We're finding our feet, finding our way in. Probably started six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Six years ago, we, we, one of my ideas that you hate <laughs> come out and said, I think we really need to get involved in the European stays. And I remember you. Yeah. Vaguely looking at me like I'm mad. Like, yeah. let's just stick to what yeah, we know. How are we going to get? How are we going to get an import? Because we, we didn't know Hubie yeah. at that point. No, Hubie, we didn't know Hubie, Hubie de Berg from de Berg Equine yeah. is the man we used to source our European stars. Yeah. And how did that come about? Well, I come up with that harebrained idea that we need to get involved, and I, I was right. You know, yeah. so I get it, I get them right sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Maybe you were just mortified, like. <laughs> Well, can't we just stick to what we're doing? We're doing well, you know. Yeah. It's probably six years ago. Yeah, something Made like a that. phone call to James Harron, who I got to know. Right, yeah. said, James, I want to try importing a, a stayer over. Where do, where do I do go? I do? Yeah. And because he worked under Hubie de Berg from de Berg Equine, he put me on to Hubie. It's yeah. the best thing he ever oh, did. Isn't it? Why? We were blessed to um, get, on, get on to Hubie because he's, he's brilliant. Our first horse that we imported with Hubie. We missed a few. We missed a few. To, we missed a number bid. of them. We yeah. didn't have a huge budget. Again, that was Chris Waller knocking us yep. out on different horses. And we and, and I was really jittery because you didn't know whether you're going to be able to syndicate them. You couldn't fall back on the sales company. No. Nah. Like we've got the relationship nah. with Magic Moons nah. in English who give nah. you terms to sell them. Yep. Yeah, that's the difference with the stars, isn't it? You've got to pay for them up front. Pretty much. Yep. A little yep. bit of terms now these days with the tattersalls and whatnot. But yep. Not back um, then. But private sales, for example, which we've also got involved with now, you know, buying them privately off the track, you've got to have the money straight up front yeah, pretty yeah. much. 
Yeah. Might get a week or so if you're lucky. Yeah. So we met Hubie de Berg and he sounded pretty good from the moment I phoned him and yeah. took us a while to actually purchase one, which was good to, that Hubie wasn't just steering us into anything. No. Um, we bought a mare off mare. the track, Aga well, Khan mare. Well, because we couldn't, we just couldn't get the foot in the door with the, with the yep. Colts and Geldings. So Hubie said, look, why don't we go left here, go left field, let's try a mare because they won't be as popular as the Colts and Geldings. Yep. And that's where we, we, we branched into Isha. Her name was Isha, three starts, one win, a second and a third. Yep. Um, we're over the moon. We syndicated it very quickly, very quick, to yeah. our surprise. Like yeah. We had no idea how this yeah. was going to work. She sold very quick. But it was, um, yeah, it was, it was good. It went down to the Hay Stable. Yeah, and Lindsay unfortunately, Park. it was a bit of a disaster. Yes, yeah, she was back she problems, and she was all sorts nightmare. of problems. Yeah, so it wasn't a great start for us. No, nah. but like on many occasions, I don't give up. No, nah. that's one thing I don't do. Yeah, um, and I think that the second year of syndicating, the second year was was still struggling because you couldn't get the foot in the door. That that's when Hubie came up with the idea of let's buy yearlings. It was actually my idea again. Yours was it yeah. right? Yeah. I said to Hubie. What about if we go left field and go and go yearlings. staying yearlings? So yearlings don't pay a lot of money, but they got they got to have the staying yep. pedigree. Yep, and you've got to like the horse, Hubie. So yep. we purchased four yearlings yep. and broke them up into just the purchase of the horse yep. and then the the flight to get them out, which is quite expensive to yeah, fly them out. You're talking thirty five to forty thousand, forty thousand just to, to get just them to here. get them out here. Yep. That's where a lot of the costs come. Yeah. Yeah, so, so when people say, yeah, but you bought it for a hundred, and you put, it's like because it costs about forty thousand just to bring them here, and then the import GST, yep, that's massive. So it's money that doesn't come into his pocket; it yep. goes straight into everyone else's pockets. So that turned out to be a winner. We bought four horses. Four, was it? Four? Uh, yeah, four Calm horses. Fight, once for lost, so he rocks. No, we bought five. Five. We bought five. Yeah, and there was, a, there was a few that weren't much chop. Should have stopped at the first sale. St- <laughs> Let me tell you, the first sale, we, we went to this very small sale called Osiris, which is, which is gaining momentum now. Right. And Hubie went there and he said, look, you know, we'll just pick the eyes out of the sale here yep. before going to the bigger yearling sales. And we happened to pick two of, well, the two, clearly the two best yeah. in that second year in yep. True Marvel. Yeah, True Marvel. Paid, I think... Seventeen thousand euros, yeah, yep. not much, not a lot. And Canasta, Canasta, yeah, paid thirty thousand for him. Yep, and both of those have been Phenomenal. great money spinners. Phenomenal. True Marvel Group One placed in the Sydney Cup. Yep, stakes uh, performer Canasta's won a stack of money. Winner. He's even won a hurdle race now. No, he's incredible. still going. He's trying to get into the Melbourne Cup. I think he's still got the record of the third longest win. I think he won by sixteen lengths at Mooney Valley. He did. We'll I send uh, David the footage of it to put on. You have a look at this. Yeah. 16 lengths at Mooney Valley. Incredible. Over 3,800, was it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. He, he was a true... Proper star. Proper. His pedigree wasn't good, remember? It yep. wasn't strong at all. But I remember the. it was a staying pedigree. There was 3,000-plus metre mm. horses in there, 4,000-metre horses. By a stallion called Mast Marvel, who's actually a very good... A producer of hurdlers over there in yeah. the UK at the moment. So he may end up in the hurdle and steeple game, but at the moment he's running too well. I think he ran, what he run third in the yeah. Brisbane Cup, yeah. second in the Sydney Cup. 
Just and we're warrior. trying to qualify him for the Melbourne Cup. Absolute so $16,000 euro yeah. yearling purchase. Yep. And he's been a fantastic well, money he's, spinner. He's 757000 in prize mm. money he's made. Incredible. Just the wars. Incredible. Canasta, multiple city winner. Yep. Paid 30,000 yep. euros for him. Yep. So that bold, was our... Bold front runner. That was our early success. Yep. That we needed, we needed yep. to get on the map. Yeah, it, it, it was a bit of a rocky start with Isha. Yeah, but where it really took an upward turn was the following the year. Next year, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, Spirit Ridge and Harpo and Harpo marks. Yeah, now Spirit Ridge came to Australia um, with a fairly good rating. I think we paid a hundred thousand, so we really upped the Up budget. Yeah, hundred thousand euros. Yeah. And uh, he hit, he hit the scene here in a, in Australia with a bang. Munda Mark Newnham. Yeah. Uh, his first prep, I think first start here in Australia. Won at Ramwick midweek. Yeah. No, yeah, he won at Kensington. Yep, that's right. And good win too. And I think he went on that preparation. Was it? No, he went for a spell after that. That's right. Then he come back and won stakes races. Yep. Yep. He's still racing today. Still another war horse. I think you said we looked at his form. He's, he's, he's had 12 stakes performances, stakes performances, including, I think, three stakes wins. Yeah, he's incredible. And nine other stakes he's placings. He's freakish. He is freakish. He's been rich. a great horse. Absolutely. Great horse. And what's he? He's 835000 in prize money, mm. so what a horse. Like, and, and, and he was hard to syndicate. Can you believe that? He was hard to syndicate because he was a little bit more expensive than what we're used to, but mm. you've got to pay that bit of money, guys, to get into these quality of horses. You're buying into horses that are they've already raced. You're already getting a look at form. You've got one of the best bloodstock agents in the world picking them. He's got inside knowledge on some of these horses. We're putting our knowledge together to select these horses. So while they're a little bit more expensive, this can be the outcome. Well, just touching on Hubie de Berg and... and his record of importing horses, oh, which no. before us, he certainly imported a, a lot for OTI, yep. for Gay. Melbourne Cup uh, winners. Fiorente. Fiorente. Um, yeah, he, he's it, so many horses. I think in. he's imported something like three or four Group 1 winners yeah, in his yeah. time. He's incredible. He really knows his stuff. He's a great fella. Brilliant. Uh, we have Brilliant a lot of laughs with Hubie. He's a funny yeah. man. And bought for, bought for sheiks and kings yeah. and queens. and like He just loves what he does. Yep. He, he, he lives and breathes lives it. it. He has a good time with it. Yep. He's a funny man, but when it comes to the buying side, he's deadly yep. serious. Yep. And he steered us into some great buys. Yep. Another one that year, uh, Harpo Marks. Harpo. Who started very slowly under, the, under Bjorn, uh, Baker. Bjorn Baker. Yep. Thought he might, we might have a very... Long distance slow horse, yep. but he just got better and better and better and better. And, better. and they came out together, and it looked like, you know, for people that could have bought into either of those, yep. it looked like Spirit Ridge was going to be the, the one. one. He was killing it. Yeah. But as time went on, Harpo Marks, he started to get the better of Spirit Ridge. Yep. In fact, they clashed together. They did. Which we'll put up on the screen here yep. in the Group Three, um, in a Group Three race. Kemble Grange. Kemble Grange, and yep. they fought the. Finish out with Harpo Premier getting Cup, over the top. Premier's Cup. Yeah, Premier's Cup. It was Cup. in the COVID era where they Lost shifted two. it from Rose Hill yep. to Kembla. You can see the jockeys have got masks on. Masks on. Yeah. But uh, he he was just starting to get to his peak, Harpo yep. Marks. He by Galileo. Group one place. Uh, out of a group one winning mare yep. that we paid, oh, geez, I think about 60,000 euros for. Yeah. 
And uh, he ended up being a Group 1 place getter. Yeah, won over half a million in prize money. Our illustrious racing manager, manager. Lauren Wadsworth, yep. took a small share in him. She yep. loved him when we picked him up. And Tragically, took career cut short with yes. injury. But um, he, he, he could have ended up being a Group 1 winner. He was getting better and better. Yep. He was headed towards he a, towards a Tilda Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Cup. Yep. Well, he was heading towards the Melbourne Cup. Uh, never had a issue in his life and they x-rayed him mm. scanned him remember that because it's it's now with all the you know protocols and that that go into the you know ban the cup nut to the cup and all that stuff and all that crap that yep. goes on they take precautionary you know scans of, of all the horses and he come up with a chip or a, a defect defect that yeah. was like what this it could have been there had an issue in his, his whole life. life you know but he'd been way racing with yep. it nothing prop yeah Anyway, so that was So he had to end up retiring. Now Lauren's got yep. him, uh, you know, in the paddock and yep. just Lauren's love him. give him a good home. Yep. The owners were happy to give him to Lauren. So that was a good story. So, you know, look, it's been a, a great ride thus far with the European stays mm -hmm. and we're getting more and more confident with the type of horse we need to import, the form. Yep. They don't necessarily have to have been winning... Group races. No. We don't pay huge money. I mean, the average price of some of these European stayers that they're importing in Australia are up around 150, 200,000 euros. Mm. We've paid no more than 100. Yeah. And I think at yeah. this stage, Mark, I think you've got the stats here. We've imported 19 European horses that have raced. Yep. And nine or 10 of those are either Saturday winners or better. Yeah, well, I did some stats this morning, actually. Out of those 19, we've had 15 provincial wins, 20 city wins, and 20 stakes performers out wow. of that. So that's – and that's 19 horses, but we're talking as well. You've got to throw in there the early days with the Eshers and the when we're feeling our way and Correct. you're not 100% sure and you're going left field and right. and So that includes a number of horses early days that we were kind of feeling our way – Plus, there's other horses like Fleet Commander and Highness and Man Behind the Money mm -hmm. and Our Anchorage. They haven't even had a chance to... They've only just started their They've only just kicking off. They could be anything as well. So Strike rate on these is unrivaled, really, well, then you've you got, think about it. You've got Father's Day, who's, you know, he's a promising horse. Iowa's a winner. King Frankel's a stakes winner. Like, there's, mm. there's just so many. King They're Frankel, just, good story yeah. there. He was a private buy. Yep. I think they were looking for 200,000 euros. And Hubie had been following him. And he said he'd right. he been following him because he had the full brother who ended up winning a group one. He so he'd been following the horse. Start in, in New Zealand. And, and he tried to buy him and they wanted 200000 He said, no, that's out of our budget. Yeah. He knew that. But he was with a trainer that Hubie said really gets stuck into him and, yeah. and, and goes too long with him. And that's right. He'd been racing super. Yeah. And then he started tapering off and Hubie saw a bit of an opportunity. Then he raced him again and he really tapered his last three or four starts. Yep. So Hubie, to his credit, thought this is an opportunity this to try opportunity and get the price strike. down. It's owned yep. by a big sheik. Yeah. He went in and, and they said, oh, he, he was looking for 150 for him. He said, oh, yeah, we're in, you know, his form's no good. And he rang me and he said, listen, I reckon if we... We might be able to get this horse at one hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, the barter him down. He said they want one fifty. They wanted two hundred not long ago, and he said I really think this horse just needs a good spell. He's got a lot of ability. Mm. And I said, he said, what about we offer him one twenty? I said, no, go and offer him ninety. 
<laughs> and he goes, oh, you won't get it at 90. You won't get it at 90. He said, they wanted 150. I said, go on, offer him 90. He come out and he said, well, I don't know what you've been smoking. I don't know they, how you did it. They've accepted the 90,000. I'm <laughs> like, sweet. <laughs> so that was King Frankel. And he turned up. Yubi was right. He, he looked like a greyhound when yeah, he got yeah. him. Like him he was, and this is the beauty of Hubie. It's not who he, not just his good eye for a horse, yep. his form. Yeah, it's who he, who he, he knows, knows. He knows. He knows so the many game. People. And and the the good thing with Hubie is Hubie's got such a a big name in the industry. When he when he asks people for when he's sourcing information, they ain't going to lie mm. to him. Yeah, they're not going because if you. Do the wrong thing by Hubie to Berg, you, you, well, it's not a good, well Mark, not he, a good look. He, he knows people in the stables. Yep. He'll often slip them a little bit of he money, get the, the right information. He gets the old inside tip. I know all you like the inside tip. Well, well King Frankel was an example of that. Tip. He spoke to the foreman or track rider and too. he said, I'm telling you, Hubie, he's gone way too long with this horse. Yep. He, he was done three starts ago. Yep. He needs a good spell. Yeah. So, that's when he comes to me and says, look, we might be able to get him cheaper. And so we gave him good time off here. Uh, we gave him to Mark Newnham and yep. and the rest is history. He came out, I think, at his second starter in Australia and bolted it yeah, at Newcastle. Yep. Mark set him for a, an ambitious first up tilt last time in at, in the Parramatta Cup. Parramatta he won Cup, that. Won that, yep. Uh, then ran third in a group one. Yep. And then he probably had enough by the time he got to the Sydney Cup and drew his out whether he'd run 3,200. Yep. Yep. Mark's obviously left. We're now with Annabelle and as we do this podcast, he's heading to his second start this prep en route to a Caulfield Cup. So and she's training him different. Very Mark. different. Mark, Mark trained him sharper yep. to go early, whereas Annabelle's training him building the him other up way to peak. around. Yep. She's building him to a, a grand final rather than setting him early. Like Again, terrific money spinner for, for oh. the owners, $90,000, yeah. you know, yeah. purchase. And, and look, when we compare them to the yearlings yeah. and the strike rate of, you know, buying a yearling at a sale and trying yeah. to get them to good races, yeah. it's no wonder these Europeans are so popular. So appealing, They're excelling yeah. here in Australia. Yeah. We aren't paying a, a huge amount of money and yeah. they're winning good races. Yeah. I mean, the first goal when we buy a European and we're paying, you know, 50000 100000 whatever we've paid, is to get them to that Saturday level. Yeah, that's because right. Because the prize money's so huge. But generally, if you can get them to that Saturday level, mm. they're probably good enough to win even at listed level in some of those cups. You've yeah. got all those country cups and whatnot. Well, so the good thing too, with the prize money in, in Sydney, it's insane. Like, it's eighty grand. Mm win on a Saturday like mm. it's, it's crazy like so yeah you get a Saturday win oh you're, you're away yeah that's right especially the stayers now that we've gotten into the staying ranks obviously Australia being the sprinting nation like it's so heavily dominated by sprinters you get a good stay mm. like we've found with all these horses that we can rifle off you get a good one you can make a lot of money on the in the prize money well, it was a really good compliment to the business. Derby Racing built its name on two-year-old two precocity. Year uh, yeah. You know, winning the slipper, running yeah. second in the slipper. I yeah. think we've had nine runners in the slipper. So yeah. we're all about speed and yeah. early precocity. So to, to, to bring on the European stayers and have such uh, success yeah. really complemented both ends of the spectrum. And yeah. 
They're very, very popular these days. And, and we'll touch on this year, we went to a, another harebrained idea by myself in that it's getting harder and harder to buy these and find them and secure them. Mm. Like everyone's doing it. Yeah. Hubie's working overtime to find the good young stayer. Yeah. So I come up with the idea this year, he was heading to the ready-to-run sales. That's right. And if you don't know the ready-to-run sales, they're broken in, they're educated to run up. Here in Australia, it's 200 metres. 200. They clock them, They look. you look at the action. Over there, it's over 400 metres. What's different over there? But again, they're looking for the speed horse predominantly yeah. to, to take from the sale. And I said, Hubie, what if we go to the sales, look for the, the staying pedigrees, yeah. With the idea that they're, they're two, by the time they come here, they're going to actually be three because they, you lose, lose about six lose months. Six months, yeah. I said, if we can find the right kind of three-year-old stayer, even though they're probably six months behind ours, if we get them early enough, we might be a chance of having a crack at the autumn derby or the winter derby up in Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. And so this year we, we set out and, and actually found two lovely mm. staying types for not a lot of money because they're there to find the speed. Yeah, that's right. One by Cracksman, yep. who's now named Bank Heist, Bank yep. Heist with Michael Freeman, and uh, a Glen Eagles filly named Scottish Pearl with Annabelle. Mm. And both of those are getting really positive feedback yeah. early days in yeah. their stable. So a little bit of a long shot, but another something different. Field. Another yep. left field. Yeah. To try and get the, well, at least we get to see their action. It's not like a yearling. Yeah. We get to see them gallop. Yeah. And um, that'll be very interesting to see how they go. I mean, look, if they, if they don't make the Derby or the Oaks in in the Phillies case, there's nothing lost. They're going to so be stayers down yeah, the track. Right. But yeah, be a great story because you know, as older horses, they're running into all the Europeans and and different. Yeah. But there wouldn't be too many European three-year-olds going towards our Derby. No. And uh, no. And Oaks. So Australian. We'll yeah. see how we go, but it's 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 going to be an interesting uh, project that mm. one. And mm. both showing some really good promise very yeah. early days. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a wonderful ride so far with the European stayers. Um, certainly, uh, Hubie's on the lookout all the time. As I said, it's getting harder and harder. We've got the Tattersall sales coming up shortly. Yeah. Which is where we source most of them if we don't get them privately. Yeah. Um, where there's hundreds and hundreds of horses there to scour through. But uh, yeah. we'll certainly be um, trying hard to find our next European stayer. Yeah. Hopefully by then we've won a Group 1. We've come close with these European stayers. That yeah. Group 1 can't be far away. Nah. Who will it be, Mark? Well, I remember when Goldman won uh, Flemington, the Bob Hoisted. I remember watching it on racing.com and they gave us a massive rap on there. I remember when they were talking post-rap when he was coming to scale and they were saying about Derby Racing and you know, Derby Racing, one of the biggest syndicators in Sydney and you know, blah, 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 and, and mainly you know, dominating the speed ranks and the Sheeval Reigns and the, the speed horses and that we've now branched into the stayers mm. and looks like they've got one now going to the Melbourne Cup. So what a phenomenal effort from Derby Racing. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's right. When they were talking about it, it was mm. like, you can't help but feel that bit of pride. It's like, yeah, well, that's right. We well, can source the speed horses. Yep. Now we're getting on top of the stayers and it's, it's all before us. And as we said earlier, um, if you're not importing 
from Europe. You're not in the game. You're not no. in the game. No. It's as simple no. as that. Yeah. And you're, you're cutting a lot of time out for... I mean, while it would be great to source stays in Australia, as in at the yearling sales, which mm. they're there, they're scattered through, but the time that you've got to wait for them, yep. you know, to get to that three-year-old, like you're buying a yearling, you've got to wait two years for mm. it to get to the track. Like, that's where the money comes in, that you're spending that bit more money, but if you're buying a, a yearling for 100000 150000 in Australia, by the time you get it at 70 odd grand a year... For another couple of years, we'll put two hundred and forty thousand mm. on top of the yearling purchase. You're going. Yeah. You're not waiting those years to get to watch, see what your yearling's oh, going to do. You're buying into a, a, a an established stayer already from overseas that you've you've also managed to watch it race, potentially watch it re- win, watch it perform well. It, it really is a no-brainer. A lot if you're looking for a stayer, it's a no-brainer. And a lot of our bigger prize money is from 2,000 metres plus. That's so right. It makes sense to yep. be in that game. Just seeing so many people at the races in, you know, one recently, Man Behind the Money, who we only paid 30,000 yeah, for. He's potentially a rising uh, star. You know, multiple city winner already. And yeah. he, he'll, he'll make stakes great, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. He, he's so. a lovely horse. And just seeing so many happy owners because yeah. you haven't got to wait long. No. And it, they are so popular. Yeah. You know, while we're putting this podcast together, it was only yesterday I purchased another one, Tommy Thug. Yeah. He'll go very quickly. Yeah. Um, I love that name, Tommy Thug. He's just... It, great name. You know, Hubie de Berg works so hard to find them. He, yeah. You know, so many well, times... Well, another horse that Hubie sourced from the same trainer that from Man Behind the Money. Money. Correct. He knows the trainer. He knows him well. This is a guy that doesn't knock his horses around. Yep. He gives them time. He nurtures the horse. But he's all about trading horses as well. Yep. So if he can trade the horse. And we got onto Tommy Thug right before he's still a maiden. Placed multiple times. If he'd have won a race, we wouldn't have got mm. him. I think the best thing about Hubie as well is, you know, you'll put, I'll put plenty of horses up to him that you might yeah. see. And, and he'll say, no. No. Oh, no, you don't want that No. Oh, right. uh, he's got I a very nice strong nope. opinion, nope. and uh, as I said, the proofs in the pudding, nineteen and nine or ten of them at Saturday and above. Yeah, that's a phenomenal strike rate. Yeah. And yeah. look, if you if you, I mean, you are about coming into a European stayer, just do it. Yeah, just do it because yeah. um, the success level compared to say the yearlings. Even though we'd love to win a slipper and we'd love to. Yep. You know, stand a stallion at stud. Uh, if you want a lot of fun race, racing in the middle distance and staying races, these are the way to go. Absolutely. <laughs>